Hey everybody, it's Joey here. I just wanted to do a quick preamble to explain why we are shit. Um, we have been away, obviously, during COVID. We've all had a lot going on, a lot to deal with. And part of the reason was the sound quality wasn't going to be very good if we carried on with the phone call uh, quality. So we figured out how to record Jimmy and Zoom each other. So it's almost like we're in the same room. And then we did this episode, and then Jimmy's laptop cocked up most of the sound. He sent me what he had. I cocked up the rest of it. Right shambles, and this is what we have. Jimmy's quality is not great. Uh, his sound quality, obviously, he's on point as normal. But uh, yeah, this is, I'm, I'm rambling. This is the episode. We recorded it, so I'm putting it out. And it's not as bad as I might make it sound. Cheers. Take it away, creepy voice guy. Ladies and gentlemen, to those among you who are easily frightened, we suggest you turn away now. To those of you who think they can take it, we say, welcome to the madhouse. And I know what you're all thinking. Whose round is it? Yes, it's the man with the deep pockets. It's Joey. Uh, uh, hi, it's my round, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get him in. Coming back on that. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yes. How are you, Jimmy? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. It has been a long time, and I'm I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, it's been a it's been months. We've been on the. Pandemic hiatus is what I've been calling it because, uh, well, we haven't had the technological know-how to uh, do remote calls like this, but there we go. Yeah, I think we're, yeah, we're getting back on it though. Yeah, well, we did a couple where you were on the phone, but uh, now we have you recording audio on both ends, like pros. Spit roast in it. <laughs> Spit roast the audio, and now it's your sloppy seconds, listener, as we start talking <laughs> about a film that I chose called Don't Not Twice. Yeah. Or as I like to call it, Don't Watch Twice. Oh, you stole my gag. Oh, have I? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, great minds think alike, and so do me and you, apparently. Yeah, well, I'll just give you the little, I'll give you a little, I'll give the listeners a little quick one-liner about the film <laughs> okay. that I read. A mother desperate to reconnect with her troubled daughter becomes embroiled in the urban legend of a demonic witch. Of course she does. It just doesn't make any sense. No. And usually all horror films make sense. <laughs> all the way oh. through. I wasn't making fun of you, Ben, by the way. Let's make fun of horror films. <laughs> it sounded like you were making fun I'll of me. I'll take it however you like it. It's all good listening. <laughs> but uh, yeah, directed by Caradog James, which is apparently a name. 
Okay. Clearly has his surname and first name the wrong way around, but that's his choice. <laughs> uh, yeah. In fact, it sounds like someone's calling his name off a register. <laughs> so, uh, what did you think of the film anyway, Jimmy? I think we made it a little bit clear straight off the bat. Uh, yeah, don't watch twice. Simple. I No, I liked it the first time, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was quite good. And then when watching it again, I was like, oh, really? Got to watch it again? I was the first time thought this is bad <laughs> and then it was yeah. such a gap because i mean this is the last film i requested and then we had to take a gap because couldn't figure out how to get good audio we still don't know if it's going to work by the way when this is us trying it out so <coughs> then it was a Sorry. few weeks <laughs> no problem <laughs> a few weeks <laughs> just just ironing out the wrinkles in the podcast in here um it was a few weeks before I got to watch it again. And the second time, because in my head, it had just got worse and worse and worse over time. Do you know what I mean? You watch it and you yeah. think it's bad. And yes. in my head, it becomes in- incredibly bad. I thought I'd given it a bad time, basically, unduly. And then okay. I watched it a second time. And about halfway through, I was like, no, no, it deserved it. Deserved it. <laughs> now, there is a game, isn't there, of the same title that's loosely based on the same story. Like that, you could do like VR, uh, yes, style, which I think would be better. Yeah, uh, released on consoles and PC in 20, 2017, I think. Apparently, not well, a good go. game probably... either. <laughs> oh right, <laughs> just reading my notes on it. Oh, okay. basically the same story, but only loosely. So there you go. Some people said the film and game were based around the same story itself. If you know what I mean. So there was an original well, story, and then both games were just based on the original story. But I mean, they did release it on the Nintendo, they didn't they? So that is shit. So there you go. Well, yeah. Not... <laughs> <laughs> Console Wars on Madhouse Podcast. Right, should we do Frights and Delights? Because yeah. we're we're swaying that way anyway. Um. No. No, I thought we did. Yeah, we we'll did the plot first, slot. didn't we? Another wrinkle to iron out. <laughs> You've written the plot slot. You want to start off? Yeah, it's like well, I was just going to say something about a ball bag, but I think I'll, I think I'll just move on. No, I think you should say it because no, I mean... it's just about it's just about ironing out wrinkles. <laughs> oh. We're like a ball bag. We've got a lot of wrinkles to iron out. Yeah, but and I then think... one day we'll be like a lovely smooth ball bag. Plum ball bag, yeah, ball bag will do. I have Jones a theory. Ball bag. <laughs> I have a theory. If you want to hear it, that uh, yeah, go on. The older you get, the wrinkles disappear anyway, as they elongate down to your ankles and stretch out. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just like a flap of skin. Yeah. So, ball bags aside, like a turkey's neck. Aging ball bags aside and turkey necks ruining Christmas. <laughs> let's, let's go to the plot slot. Right, okay, you ready? Timer, by the way, it's going uh, now. Hey, Jessica, an American sculptor and former drug addict, meets with her estranged daughter, Chloe, and invites her to come and live with her 
and her second husband, a wealthy banker named Ben. Chloe declines her offer, but that night she goes out with her friend Danny to a neighbourhood empty of homes except for one where the legend says a demonic witch from Slavic folklore lives. The two knock twice on the door and leave. Upon returning home, Danny starts experiencing strange paranormal occurrences. The disturbances stop when Chloe video calls Danny before they can converse. Chloe hears knocks on her door and when she leaves to answer them, Danny is seen in the video being dragged by an unseen force. When the demonic spirit frightens Chloe in her foster home, she accepts Jess's offer and moves in with her and Ben. Chloe is initially hostile to her family, as she would be because she was abandoned, and only plans to stay for a few nights. Strange events start to unfold, beginning when Chloe finds a human molar in her carrot and coriander soup. Uh, That's not the strangest thing. Why did she go for carrot and coriander? Should have gone for minestrone or chicken. Anyway, I digress. Jess is suffering from a nightmare about an old woman crying in her house. In her nightmare, the woman looks at Jess and says, do you want to try and pronounce that? (laughs) Yes, please. Go on. Uh, (laughs) Thanks. I I appreciate the opportunity to embarrass myself. Uh, Okay, very good. Uh, Which apparently means I'm sorry in Polish. Before Yes, I am very for my attempt at saying that word, Polish people. Okay, apologies to the Polish. Uh, so that, she says, I'm sorry, Polish, and then slits her own throat, which uh, wakes Jess up in a terrible fright. Jess tells Chloe about her dream, and finding this description familiar, Chloe tells Jess about a woman they nicknamed Ginger, a supposed witch that used to live next door after her death by suicide. They began the urban legend that she would come and get you if you knocked twice on her door. However, Jess dismisses this as a bad dream. While sculpting, Jess's model Tira, or Tyra, or Tara, is disturbed <laughs> by Chloe's presence and leaves, claiming there is a darkness around her. Chloe believes that this is the Baba Yaga haunting her, but she is ignored by Jess. While sculpting with Jess, Chloe slowly warms up to her mother. Jess returns to her workshop workshop to see that her sculptures had moved. Uh, She believes that Chloe did it in mere seconds. It should be out of the room to get two soft drinks. The next day, Jess returns to her workshop and discovers it in a shambles with she's mine scrawled on the floor in what appears to be red paint. It's obviously red paint. The night the two that night the two are terrorized by the witch and they resort to burning down all of the doors. Classic move. If you ask me. Got yeah, why not? Burn down your doors. Yeah. The next day, a portal opens. Da-da! And Chloe is almost dragged inside, but is saved by Jess. They meet with Tira or Tyra or Tara, who says that Mary Aminov was never a witch, and that she committed suicide. Because Chloe helped spread the false rumour of witchcraft, Mary's spirit wants revenge. Chloe panics and runs off, convinced by Tira Tira or Tira's words that the disappearances were her fault, and she spends the night on a street where she is found and returned to the foster home. Jess goes there to get her back, and while there she has a sudden 
epiphany that the true culprit of the disappearance was not Mary, but actually a dirty pedo detective. Ashley and Chloe escape. They are surprised by the sound of two knocks coming from the coming from the sidewalk basement access double doors, which then suddenly open and Chloe is taken by the vich. After Chloe's disappearance, Jess breaks into Mary's abandoned house, injuring her foot on an old nail. Ugh. Very relevant because it she makes it that's relevant because it makes it harder her, for her to run. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> she is caught and sent to the police station, but not before getting to knock twice at the door herself. Jess accuses Detective Boardman of the crimes that Mary had been accused of, but gets no answers. When she is finally alone in her prison cell, she uses blood from her wounded foot to leave a message on the wall before being taken through the same portal that previously appeared. She wanders through the vast woods into a cave where she finds a cage hanging from the ceiling with Chloe inside. Jess gets her out and rushes to escape with her as Baba Yeager pursues them. Meanwhile, Detective Boardman has arrived at the witch's house and proceeds to knock twice causing the door to open on its own. He enters the home, having heard the sounds of Jess and Chloe's voices. Chloe and Jess are able to escape through the front door, but Detective Boardman is dragged inside by the witch. Jess's husband, Ben, returns home, worried by the disarray he finds inside and immediately begins looking for Jess, but is confronted by a mysterious figure in their bedroom. Jess and Chloe arrive back at home, noticing Ben's belongings in the entrance but cannot find him anywhere. As Jess calls Ben's phone and leaves him a voicemail, Tira, Tyra or Tira is shown leaving the property covered in blood with Ben's dead body in the trunk of her car. She changes her bloody clothes and the slave of Baba Yaga symbol is shown on her chest for a brief moment before disappearing. Jess informs Chloe that Detective Boardman was actually the culprit of the crimes. But Chloe corrects her by telling Jess that while in the other world she saw Michael and that he was indeed taken by Mary and fed to Baba Yaga and that Detective Boardman was innocent. It's then that Jess recalls that Chloe told her about Baba Yaga and her human slave and she realises that Tiara, Tiara, Tara lied to her and tricked her into offering Detective Boardman's life to Baba Yaga in order to transfer the demon to Jess. There's so many nonsense words in this film. Yes. Here it are, Baba Yaga. What's going on? Jess is surprised by a sudden burning sensation. Oh, dear. From a necklace. Oh, okay. And realises <laughs> that she is. she now has the mark of Baba Yaga. Or Yaga. We'll have to have an argument about that one in a minute. The room suddenly goes dark and there are two knocks at the door. As it opens, the figure of Baba Yaga reaches toward them. It is the last thing seen before the film ends. And That's everyone asking, everyone lining up asking for a refund. It's the last yeah. thing they see. I just say, we've got two minutes 22 left on the clock, and we have never oh. done that before. Smash that. Boom. Yeah, everyone probably did ask for a refund. So, and then, the detective, was he a nonce or not? No, but it, you were led on to believe he was a nonce. Uh, I really thought he was. Then, yeah. Also... I don't know why I sound disappointed, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> while we're on the subject of nonce, I was only informed 
<laughs> in the last few weeks that nonce means paedophile. Right? Right, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> nonce means paedophile, right? Yeah, it's what you call a paedophile. Yeah, I did right? not know that until <laughs> a few weeks ago. <laughs> And I'm just putting a blanket apology out there for everyone in the world who I've called a nonce, thinking it meant plonker. I thought nonce meant, oh, it's a bit of a plonker, bit of a tit, bit of a, you know, bit of a nonce. Oh, wow. <laughs> so there's probably a few people going, man, I can't believe he called me a paedophile. So now, am I correct in thinking that it's your birthday tomorrow? <laughs> Why did that come into your head? Well, I'm just thinking... Moment? Well, I'm not gonna. T- I'm not gonna tell the the lovely audience how old you're gonna be, but you've went for quite some many years, not knowing that nonce meant paedophile. Who <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I want to know who you've called a nonce. Oh, like a lot of people, and I, it's not even. Maybe it's quite a lot. No, I. I just thought nonce meant like when you called someone a plonker. Oh, this uh, is amazing. Like, Delboy could have said, oh, Rodney, you nonce, rather than Rodney, you plunker, and it would have had the same meaning for me. Right, yeah, but he didn't, though. He went, Rodney, you plonker. Yeah, I know that. Granddad, you <laughs> nonce. <laughs> Stop noncing <Anyway>. about. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Uh, that's no brilliant. One, no one talks to me. No one talks to me anymore, and I think that's probably why. Because you're shouting nonce at them, thinking you're being, like, bantery, and they're just... Yeah. <laughs> they're getting offended. Yeah, and knocked over the bin. Oh, you nonce. That's, that's a bit harsh. It's not over the bin. <laughs> Sam, my tea's cold. Oh, you nonce. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I also worried now that I'm at an age where... You have to be careful about saying it in a public auditorium. Well, yeah. You know what I said? I'm going to be 33, by the way, everyone. And I said to Sammy earlier, she said, oh, you'll be 33 years old. And I went, 33 years young. And I went, oh, no, now I'm at the age where you say young at the end of it. That's not usually till you're about 80, is it? I'm 80 <laughs> years young. It's yes, late. yeah. Oh, up until a certain time, you say I'm... I'm Five years old, ten years old, fourteen years old, twenty something years old, and then it's I'm seventy years young. <laughs> right. Anyway, you nods. Should we move on to the next session? <laughs> yes, please. You utter plonker, which I'm going to say from now on. What did you say? Frights and delights. Oh yeah, frights and delights. <laughs> I didn't know if you said it or not. Right. Yeah. Not even going to do a better intro. I'm just going to let it go. Yeah, okay. I don't think this is a bad, bad film. There are worse films. Like, it's quite enjoyable to watch, but I guess it's just, like, the story's a bit shit. There are worse films in the way that there are worse crimes than being mugged, but being mugged still sucks. Okay, yeah, good point. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, there's uh, there yeah. are some good performances in the film and stuff, which I, I will we will talk about later. But uh, well, yeah, well, that's some terrible. I don't know what the fuck Nick Moran was doing in this film. Not much. 
yeah, well, yeah, he's only in about <laughs> three scenes, but shit. Um, right. Have you got any frights and delights before I go off on one? Because I, I've got not go off on one as in like a rant, but I've got uh, the history of Baba Yaga. Oh, that would be interesting. <laughs> but I've got um. Okay, so there was that bit in the film where the girl finds the molar in her soup. Yes. So I thought that was quite interesting. So what I did was then go on the uh, internet to type in human soup. Um, I hope no one searches my internet history because it was disgusting. Uh, I can't imagine human soup ever coming up with any anything good unless it's soup made by humans uh no so so i clicked on human soup i thought that'd be interesting i want to know what's going on there uh and then i read this first little bit uh during the 20th century there were various alleged instances of soap being made from human body fat i was like oh that sounds really interesting and then realized it's actually soap made from humans human soap yeah, but, uh, did apparently the Nazis typo? did it, but then they didn't. It was a myth. Anyway, then I found another page where it was said about the Chinese who were eating baby fetuses soup. Have you oh. seen this? Because it was big. And the pictures are grotesque. No. All right, it's disgusting. Anyway, type in human soup in Google and read it. It's uh, disgusting. Anyway, go on. Tell us about your witch. We have uh, bashed the Chinese a lot on this show. And quite rightly, I'm not saying they haven't deserved it, but the uh, I would just like to say as well that you know the Uyghur Muslims that the Chinese are putting yeah. in Turkey. That's big news now, and it wasn't when we talked about it in our uh, was it train? I think we did it in organization. Yes, it was. And uh, so I'm taking that as we bust that story wide open, and now the whole world. Yes. Goes. Yeah. So that's one for the madhouse for free. Oh, excellent! People. Got to have one. And now you've bought out um, some horrible soup. Uh, I'm guessing that'll be in the mainstream news in just a few weeks when they pick up. I think us, it. I think it already guys. was actually. I think it was a bit late to the party. But it turned out it wasn't real. It was an art piece, but everyone thought it was real. But have a look at the pictures. They are fucking gross. Okay. So I'm gonna talk I about... enjoyed a nice kebab after it as well. I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm rambling now. Carry on. Sorry. So uh, you say Baba Yeager. Which sounds like a type of booze. And I yeah, say Baba and Yaga. Uh, John Wick, isn't it? Yeah. It's ruined the end of my story. Oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> no, you haven't really. It's <laughs> just a side note. Yeah, uh, Baba Yaga is the nickname given to John Wick by his scared <laughs> Russian targets in the film John Wick. Um, but that doesn't actually have any relation to him at all, apart from him being this scary, almost mythological, deadly creature, it doesn't really make any sense because he doesn't fit the profile in any other way at all. (laughs) Just scary. Anyway, Baba Yaga, the proposed demon in the film, is a demon of Slavic origin. Some say she may have been the devil's mother, and legend has it that she lived in a house in the forest. A house made from the bones of her victims with a fence decorated with lanterns made from children's skulls. A house, and this is where it gets weird, a house that moves around on two large chicken legs. Oh, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. 
Baba Yaga slash Jaeger, if you fancy a drink, was a deformed elderly woman who was originally portrayed as a witch-like creature that would do 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 do. She would do both good and bad deeds, but mostly bad deeds. She would go from helping out a lost dude find his missing bride to kidnapping and eating children. She could turn you to stone with her gaze, and that's gaze as in with her eyes. She didn't have any homosexual she kept inside that would go out to turn you to stone. (laughs) (laughs) Just to realise how that sounded when I said it out loud. (laughs) She would turn you to stone with her gaze, (laughs) then take you home to her cosy, bone-built, chicken-legged cottage of death and turn you back to flesh, at which point she would kill you, cook you, and eat you. How's that sound, Jimmy? Um, yeah, that's all right. In Russian folklore, and I think I did the right thing in making a note of this information, okay? In Russian folklore, and I'll quote here from an article, Particular emphasis may be placed by some narrators on the repulsiveness of her nose, breasts, buttocks, and vagina. (laughs) In the tales, people are said to... And that's tales as in story, not tales as in penises. The tales, people are said to have purposefully sought out the Baba Yaga, hoping to use her wisdom to help with various problems. But this was always a gamble, as she could either help you or eat you on a whim. It's even reported that Baba Yaga ages one year every time she's asked a question, which does explain her reluctance to help in the first place. She has been in hundreds of folk tales all over the Middle East and Russia, always depicted with a weird chicken leg house, a mop or broom, or a mortar and pestle, which she would use to fly around in above the forest, searching for victims and whipping up wild storms. Okay. Sounds reasonable. Well, yeah, I guess so. The word Baba itself can be traced back to many possible meanings, all along similar lines of sorcerer, fortune teller, grandmother, old woman, and in many of the folk tales there are three Baba Yagas, Yagas, whatever, all sisters, which fits in nicely with the common Western folklore of witches being in covens of three and all deciding when it is best to meet up again. <laughs> That's my history of the Baba Yaga for you. Let's 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 just face it, right? All of these stories it are derived from basically it's just a batty old deer, isn't it? That's all it is. It's just a batty old some woman. Mushrooms in the woods. I used to live next to door to one. She was she was batty. Like, she could have been the Baba Yaga. You know, she used to make us crumble. I didn't want to eat it because she was blind. God knows what went in it. (laughs) My mum used to make me eat it. Taking human soup. Exactly. She could have been forcing me to try to get me under her spell or something. But it's not. It's just batty old women. That's just what's going to happen. Everyone's going to go that way one day. But back in the day, they used to just shove them out into the forest and call them witches. And they, they, but they would, weren't. They were just while crackers. they were out there, they would discover all sorts of mushrooms, which would make them a bit more crackers. Exactly. They're just walking around there with their tits and their fannies out. They can't help it. They're old. They're dragging about. They're going to get horrible and dirty, aren't they? And gross. And people also, are gonna start yeah, and they're going to the bath. They probably used a load of plonkers. Sorry, nonsense. No plonkers. Which is it? <laughs> <laughs>
Right, right, that was lovely. Should we move on to the I've got an interesting fact for you first, Jimmy. I've just what? this. All nonces are plunkers, but not all plunkers are nonces. <laughs> that works, right? Yeah, okay. We'll get that we'll get that up on a sticker or a bumper sticker <laughs> yeah. or something. This definitely <laughs> should be our first merch t shirt. <laughs> right. What were you saying about moving on? Let's move on. Is that it? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what the next section is. Oh, what we do next, usually, if I remember correctly, or back to the Daisy Yonder six months ago, is we usually take a mosey on over to the master of the macabre. Master of the macabre. Welcome to the master of the macabre. The only time in their lifetimes any one of these actors will be winning an award. (laughs) We choose our best actor... From this particular film, only chance. It's not. It's not happening again. All right? Do you do you have a choice for this, Jimmy? Uh, do you know what? I don't. But if I've got a, if I actually have to say one, it's got to be uh, Katie Sackhoff who played Jess. I guess. Yeah. Same here. Uh, is that just because of her name? Uh, only 50% of it, and, right. uh, I mean, she's been in some good stuff. She has. She was in Battlestar Galactica, but, you know, depends on how much yeah. of a nerd you are. Riddick. Classic piece Ooh. of modern art. Riddick. Riddick. I haven't seen that for a long time. Yeah, Riddick she was in. Oculus. This film was Riddick. I didn't write much up for this piece because I couldn't really think of it. She was just uh, in it more than others. <laughs> was, well, yeah, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she played Pink Power Ranger in something. Sorry, I even Pink talk. Power Ranger. Yes, yes, I said Pink Power Ranger in something. I don't know. Probably Power Rangers. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it was a real one though. Oh, it might be a <laughs> Power porn. <laughs> Pony Rangers. Yeah, shit. Right, well, I apologise for that, Katie Sackoff. <laughs> uh, right, yeah. Kate, Katie Sackoff wins. Now let's sack off the master of the macabre. Yeah, boy! Move on <laughs> to the Madhouse rating system. The Madhouse rating system. Here we go, we're getting near last orders. It's time to get to the bar, get yourself another pipe, maybe another chaser. It's the Madhouse rating system. First up, we got tension and suspense. Ah, that was a very energetic, awesome intro. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, Tension and suspense. A lot of jump scares in this film. Most of them... The obvious type of jump scares that you can see coming a mile off. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, if I if I sneak around these corners, will something? Boo! Oh yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Um, yeah. There's there's one good moment. Well, there's, I suppose there's more than one good moment. There's one particular moment that I thought I would mention, which is when uh, Chloe is uh, on a, a webcam with Danny, and there's that digital kind of distortion. He gets lifted off the floor. And presumably killed, gets dragged out, lifted yes. up. That uh, was a bit of a tingly moment down the spine, and that 
happened. So the the film's not a complete loss because there's that one, there's that bit. Yeah. Uh, but really, tension suspense is not much to delve into unless you've got anything specific you want to talk about. There was the bit where uh, Chloe was then lifted up in the air in the hallway of the house. Yes. That's pretty good. Actually, that was quite good. What? Yeah, well, I liked I liked the bit that like you get to believe that the old woman was responsible for all the kids going missing, and then it switches and it's like, oh, actually, hold on, it's not anything supernatural. It was actually a Nazi detective who was being a little bit overly keen with the young boys and girls, and then actually it flips back. And it is actually some sort of horrible supernatural Baba Yaga. Yeah, so there was yeah. So there was that tension of what's going on. The like the unknown bit of tension. You don't know who the bad guy is, you're you kinda of dragged one way then and the other. And uh, he dies, doesn't he? Yeah. Because of their mistake. Yes, he does, yeah. He gets dragged into the uh into the house through the doorway. Back into a portal. Right, well I'm I'm not sure it deserves a star for those things. Now, bollocks, I've watched loads more films recently that are a lot more tense than that. Much better films out there, yeah. Yeah. Nah, so let's fuck that one off. Zero out of one. Sacked off. Zero out of one. Sacked it off. Right, next up then. Oh, it's going to be a lovely, it's going to be a lovely little shot of gore and visual effects. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. I love you. You're you're doing the chatter, and just until the right, whatever it is, comes into your head, <laughs> it's gonna be lovely. Uh, what is it? Got a visual effects. <laughs> uh, so in the first few scenes with Chloe and Jess, they are not in the same camera shot. They are in the same scene, but they're kept separate on the screen to show they how how they are distanced from each other emotionally. So that's one camera technique I, I quite liked that was used to give a sense of characters' relationships through the filmography, cinematography. Very nice. Uh, Baba Yaga climbing out the sink to attack Chloe was not a great effect, I didn't think. Uh, the room was clearly okay, yeah. just bathed in red flashing light. It That wasn't a great effect. You know what I mean? It was just, okay. you can tell there's a red yeah. light flashing on and off. So not very imaginative, and then just some scary hands appeared over the countertop, which I assume there's a hole in the countertop, and someone put some scary nails on their hand, and and I mean it kind of worked, but it wasn't immersive. That's what I'm looking for. Because you could tell that certain things were one thing, took you out the scene, and then you're in the room while they're filming it, and you can imagine exactly how everything's done. I'm not immersed. I did like the tooth in the soup. Uh, and I didn't mind the carrot and coriander. Why? What's up with you? That's not, that's not a proper soup to have. It's one of your modern soups. That's right. that. Yeah, what, no, what no. Is... It's got to be a tomato. With... Tomato soup's great, obviously. Classic. Bit, yeah, with a bit ch- uh cheese on toast on the side. Yeah. Um, and... But what is in minestrone? That's what I want to know. Well, it's, all, it's vegetables. It's a tomato-y type of broth. It's a lot of vegetables. It's a bit of pasta. I think there could be carrot in there. <laughs> it's thick. 
Well, there might be. There might be little dices of carrot. I don't know. It's Italian, isn't it? I don't know why they're putting it. Do you like it. lumpy soup? Bacon? Lumpy soup? Or smooth soup? Uh, it depends on my mood. I like them both. Like, I'll have a chicken. I'll have a cream of chicken. Absolutely. 100%. But then I, I that, that's... Or I'll go for a, a minestrone or even a pea and ham. Oh, controversial. How is pea and ham a thing? Yeah. You're peeing on what? <laughs> How is pea and ham a thing? Not pee on Sam. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, the tooth in the soup, which was quickly followed by Jess finding the Baba Yaga in the house, slitting her own throat, and then she has Jess's face instead of her own. She falls to the floor. Yes, that. And very quickly yeah, decomposes. It was nice. It was good. It was also noticeably CGI. I don't know if you remember or noticed at the time. So it was a good touch. But me and you are, uh, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I've always thought me and you are more the practical effect kind of guys. Uh, uh, yeah, if you can do it, if you can do it without CGI. I yeah, feel like that could have been better. done without CGI. Like, I don't know. Anyway, it was noticeably computer e. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there you go. That's that's you go on visual effects. Some of it was quite good. Some of it wasn't as as good as it could have been. Well, what's your record then? Uh, half. I give it a half. Yeah, let's give it yeah, a half. So a half out of two. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna stumble to the bar because it's my round again. And I'm gonna have a little. I'm gonna go on the old top shelf there, and I'm gonna have a little. I'm gonna have a little go on the performance. You're around again. I thought you said at the beginning I had deep pockets. <laughs> yeah, I was just digging you up. <laughs> Cheers. All right, well, I'll get the next round then. <laughs> Don't want to just be all talk. <laughs> performance. It's okay. No one is acting brilliantly in this film. I don't think. I, I don't know if that's too harsh. I don't know what you think. The two main characters are supposed to form a stronger bond as the film goes on. And while the actions they take show this, the emotional side just doesn't show through for me. Uh, I didn't feel the chemistry, basically, between the two leading ladies. Strong mother-daughter bond that was meant to be there just kind of wasn't there, even after it was meant to have been re-established later on in the film. Yeah. So I mean that's and uh, no one else was that brilliant in this film. They were two good actors. Actresses. I, okay. I, I don't know if we're supposed to use the female form anymore. Whatever Yeah, of course. Actresses. So I thought they're both good actresses, but I didn't at all feel that they had actual genuine emotional connections more at the end of the film than they did at the beginning of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I don't know why Nick Moran was in this film. I don't know. It's mental. He should be in a, he should be in a, a South London gangster film. Oh, okay. Was he the nonce? He was a detective, yeah. wasn't he? Okay. Uh, no. Could have been anyone, really, to me. I mean... This is in lock stock, wasn't he? Oh, was it him? Yeah. Ah, good film. 
can't do that though. Yeah, great film. I mean, it's one of his best. It's probably his best film. Um, don't know what he's doing in this one. <laughs> right, start. Yay or nay? Nay. Nay. Yeah. Okay. So we're at half a star so far. Yes. Out of uh, three now, we're on to number four, which is Jimmy. Number four. Yes. Is. Right, let me have a think. It's, it's, give me a give me a clue. Sounds like Cusical Moore and Pound Reflex. Oh yes, I've just stumbled back from the toilet, and my boy over at the bar he's got me something. It's musical score and sound effects with tequila. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, uh, this score is one of the more constant and consistent score because it's always there, sometimes in moments where silence would have been a bit better uh, for the effect of the scene. It was an original score, but uh, not original in terms of new ideas, just original in terms of had never been any, in anything else before. <laughs> <laughs> it had that constant sound of strings kind of raising in pitch slowly until they stop suddenly and something scary predictably happens <laughs> or absolutely nothing happens on screen and the character sighs relief and the filmmaker apparently feels clever for tricking us. But the problem with that is when you've done it once, it's not effective anymore for the rest of the film. And in this film, I feel like they just keep doing it. Yes. What the hell was that? Could you hear that? Yeah, was that a siren? That was, that, that was outside, yes. Huh. Fair enough. Anyway, what did you it's think? Definitely not Purge Night, is it? It's not Purge uh, Night, is it? Uh, no, I think that's next week. Uh, let me check my diary. Yeah, next week, killed Jimmy and that. Yeah, it's next week. <laughs> Yeah, you. Yeah, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in your house for the last few years setting up traps. <laughs> anyway, what do you want to do for musical score and sound effects? Because I did feel like it. It the music was used to set us up for jumps that didn't happen sometimes, and a couple of once is okay, twice is pushing it more than that. It annoys, it's like a dream sequence for me. You know how I feel about dream sequences and horror films. Yes. Yeah, okay. Using it uh, once, and it's like, okay. Use it twice, it's like, you fucking kidding me. Using it three times, it's like, yeah, maybe you should go to film school, then make a film. <laughs> I don't know, what are you saying? Uh, I, uh, I mean, it sounded alright, so I'm willing to give it a half, if you want to give it a half. Give it a half. Give yeah. it a half. That brings it up to a round one. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay. Overall experience. Um, excuse me. Yeah? That's Sorry. my line. Jimmy, what's next? <laughs> well, I'm stumbling back from the bar. There's tequila everywhere. Somebody's lit some Sambuca up. There's shots. Everything's on fire. <laughs> Ruined. We've got... We're just having it. We're just looking deep into the last bit of the pint glass for that overall experience. So we're looking down at the bottom of the pint glass and what do we see, Jimmy? Do we see a nice little bit of gold and a little beer there to drink or we just see the dregs of someone else's pint that they've thrown up in just before they left? No, I see a lot of spit and fag butts. Just dregs. But I'm still going to drink it. Yeah, of course you are. (laughs) 
Because you pissed us that's off. Kind of, that's, that's, how I, that's how I feel about this, Phil. It, it, yeah. Okay. There's some, there's like, there's still a bit of booze there, but also horrible, horrible fag butts. So I'm going to enjoy a little bit of it, but I'm still going to have a left with a smoky, dusty taste in my mouth. So basically, uh, it has alcohol and nicotine in the bottom of the glass and alcohol and nicotine add up to a good night, but maybe not in this concoction. <laughs> yes. So it, it, yeah. Lovely. But that doesn't uh, answer the question of whether you're going to give it a star, leave it as one out of four, or take a star away. Uh, I'd probably just give it, I'd probably just give it another little half because it was all right the first time. I wouldn't watch it again. It's all right. Watch it. It passes an hour and a half, doesn't it? It, you're not going to be you're not going to be fully fully disappointed I'm going to give I it a guess. half because I've circled on my notes that it deserved a 2 out of 5 oh okay so I'm going to give it a half perhaps unexpectedly but still had a few cans I'm feeling generous saucy I like generous <laughs> oh hi <laughs> <laughs> like, Two out of five for Don't Knock Twice. Watch it once, don't watch it twice. Just Don't Knock Twice. Sounded like a game show there, didn't it? You sound like Adam Partridge said. <laughs> Welcome to Don't Knock Twice. Aha! <laughs> right, I believe it's your film choice. Yes, it is. You ready for this? No. Yeah, oh. but no. I never am. I hate this bit when it's your turn to read something out to me. I hear seagulls for five seconds, and then I have to take a guess at a film. That's basically what happens in this part for me. Okay. Right, you ready? I'm going to give you the line. Sure. Okay. Two siblings become increasingly frightened by their grandparents' disturbing behaviour while visiting them on vacation. Two siblings become increasingly frightened by their grandparents while they go on vacation. Two siblings become increasingly frightened by their grandparents' disturbing behaviour while visiting them on vacation. No, I don't know. No? No. Okay, it is the 2015 by... Uh, film directed and written by M. Night Shyamalan. Shama Shyamalan. Is that right? Shiwadi. Shiwadi Wadi. Let's not bring it down here. It's 2015 by M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, I can't <laughs> even pronounce it. We're going to have to cut that. Shyamalan. Okay, so 2015. Film The Visit by the director and writer of the films The Sixth Sense. I have, how have I never heard of that film? Oh, because it is. It's not. It wasn't a mainstream thing. It was something that he he written directed himself that he wanted to bring back so he could have complete creative control over it. Okay. Other than all these other like all of his other big films like Glass and. Yeah. Unbreakable and all these, they didn't get a, he didn't get the final cut of it. So this one 
was like him doing it himself. And um, but he did a he did a film. I can't remember what the film was called, but he used all the money that he got from doing that one film to direct write this film. And it's on Netflix, and it is fucking brilliant. Uh, I I don't think I've seen a Shyamalan film. I don't like. So exactly, exactly. So you know, you know what you're going to be in for. But do you? God, I sense a double twist. <laughs> that's 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 the thing, isn't it? I sense uh, it was the nonce. No, wait, it wasn't the nonce because he's not a nonce type of twist like we just had, but better. Yes, but I don't think there's any nonces in this. Well, you can't have everything, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> so our next film is what's it called the visit the visit 2015 did you say yes we're done for the day aren't we jimmy lovely yes nice thanks for joining us uh, join <laughs> thanks for joining us on our comeback not so special we've had a good time i've had a good time anyway speaking for jimmy don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app itunes or wherever you find your podcast Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and email us your requests, views, opinions, crazy ramblings and personal horror stories to the Madhouse Podcast at Outlook.com. Jimmy and myself will see you in a fortnight for our next episode on The Visit. Stay scary. Bye.